in Cup a Premier Intermediate Football Championship with the winner promoted and would also go on and represent Tipperary in Munster at presumably intermediate level. You could start with eight teams, the bottom four in senior and the top four in intermediate. You would probably have to wait until 2024 to implement it, but it needs to be done. Also, we've done a good job of streaming club hurling. Let's try and do the same for football, says this texter on 083-311-3311. Don't forget, we are looking for nominations for the October Sports Star of the Month. This is Tip FM. Uh, award is in association with the Talbot Hotel in Camel and John Quirk Tuller's in care, lots of awards have been given out so far this year, nine in total. And if you want to see who is uh, in line for the 10th award, the October award, send your nominations to sportstar at tipfm.com. That's sportstar at tipfm.com. And the team in-house will have a look at those nominations and come up with a winner in due course. Sportstar at tipfm.com. Well, obviously no prize for guessing where we're starting tonight because Clamel Commercials rule the Premier once more is the headline in the Examiner Sports section. Uh, commercials players celebrated with the Odoar Cup after their victory over Upper Church Drumban in the Tipperary Senior Football Final at Semple Stadium yesterday it finished Clamel Commercials 1-10 Upper Church Drumban 1-2 Tommy Morrissey is the manager of Clamel Commercials and he spoke to um, Stephen Gleeson at the full-time whistle Delighted, absolutely delighted, couldn't be happier. Uh, 20th County title for Clonmel Commercials and after the hurt the last year, we're just thrilled to get over the line and bring this trophy back home. And uh, you had to work hard, 13th minute, no score in the game, 18th minute, was it 1-5 to no score? You, you really pushed on that five-minute period. Yeah, like we, we, we're conscious of the fact that we're starting games slowly, but we knew like there was no on the, there was no panic on the field, there's no panic on the sideline. We know the players we have, we know when they kick in and when they do, they deliver. So there was, there was never going to be a panic. And uh, Tommy, you got a good response from the team. They've had a tough few months with managerial changes, Charlie stepping down last year, lots of change. Yeah, they did. But like, I suppose they're such an experienced group of players that interference like that didn't really impact them. And we weren't we weren't nervous that it would because there's leaders in that dressing room that have experience of winning all Ireland's. So the likes of that isn't going to phase them. They're just all focused on their club on winning. So for that, we weren't worried about that, Stephen. Yeah, so, uh, half time it looked like commercials were cruising in the second half up church worked our way back into it a bit somewhat missed the penalty which affected them too definitely we knew we said it at half time well we had a nice lead it, was, it wasn't over that we knew upper church were going to come there was something in them and they certainly did that and made it extremely hard work in the second half so that's when you credit to them and when we left Golden a few weeks ago as a management team we turned to each other and said this team upper church will certainly be come and take somebody out they did that they got to a county final and the experience of that is only going to stand to them they'll be back next year Great stuff, Tommy. Moving to you, Jack Kennedy, player of the match. Uh, you had it all to do out there on the field of play. Tough conditions, but she held on. Yeah, absolutely. It was um, the rain really started to pour, especially in the second half. But I think, as Tommy said there, yeah, we got a you know we got a great period there for ten minutes in the in the first half, and we got that bit of lead. And um, you know we never looked back after that. I think we did struggle in patches in the second half, but I think we had that comfort of seven or eight points all the time. And um, we managed to, to kind of keep that for the, for the rest of the game. What's the spirit like in the group? Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. You know, it's, it's a privilege to be part of the team. You know, we've obviously been um, pretty successful over the last couple of years, even though we've, you know, we still feel like we've left a couple behind us as well. Um, but yeah, no, look, we're all best friends. You know, we love coming to train and we love playing matches together and we're just looking to kick, kick on now for the, for the Munster Championship. Great stuff. You had a tough job there kicking those 45s. Very difficult conditions. You were kicking them from the deck and uh, handling skills are so important in conditions like that. Yeah, no, it's, it's the toughest conditions I've played with in and while, um, especially in the second half, as I said, you know, it started to really kick up there and um, contact, bringing it into contact was, was always going to be difficult with, uh, I suppose, the, the work rate and intensity they were bringing in the tackle as well. Um, but, yeah, look, we, we, we did enough in the first half. Um, it was pretty sloppy in the second half, but I think, yeah, we just had that comfortable lead and we, we, we managed to hold on to it. Finally, you look to Munster now. Yeah, it's four weeks, I think, isn't it? Four weeks, yeah, so um, we'll have an eye on the, the core final next, next weekend, I think it is. So, um, yeah, look, it's, it's a big opportunity for us. Um, there's no point saying otherwise. You know, we... We, we didn't look past the county final, but now that we're here, um, we like we want to have another go at that monster. You know, 2015 feels like an age ago at this stage, and we'd love to get back there again. That's the man of the match, Jack 
Kennedy speaking to Stephen Gleeson after the full-time whistle in Semple Stadium yesterday at Finnish Clamwell Commercials 1-10, Upper Church Drum Band 1-2. Martin Quinlivan is on the line. Good evening to you, Martin. Good evening, Roland. How are you? Job done midway through the first half, it's fair to say. I think uh, it was 1-8 to no score. Upper Church did yeah. get a Paul Shanahan free just before half-time, um, but like that was probably game over, bearing in mind the conditions. Yeah, no score after 13 minutes, Ronan, and I think within five minutes, Commercials had won five on the board, um, and then they went on, as you said, to tack on another three points before half time. Job was done, you know, in the conditions, there was no coming back from that. And, uh, you know, the second half was, you know, wouldn't it, wouldn't go down as the the best quality football, but Hanlon was That's very, an understatement, very Martin. Yeah, handling was very, very difficult and um, certainly Upper Church's natural game is to try and carry the ball up the field and that was, you know, difficult and then, you know, commercials managed to get hands in now and then and it was just nearly impossible for the ball carrier to, to retain possession once there was any sort of a collision and uh, yeah second half was poor but commercials won't mind uh, you know, they had done they'd put it on the scoreboard when they needed to and, uh, you know Saw the game out relatively comfortably. I mean, obviously, if the if Paul Shanahan's penalty goes in, there's still 25 minutes left to go at that stage, and they would have given Upper Church and their and their, and their crowd something to get their teeth into. But uh, I think once that penalty was saved, I think everybody knew that there was no coming back at all. And um, they yeah, dropped versus. a few short as well, which is you know it's mm. it, it's not criminal, but uh, bearing in mind the conditions and the wind and the rain yeah. and everything. But it like the penalty and those drop short. I mean, it could have been a different game if, but like we could be here all night with ifs and buts. Ah, you could, yeah, you could. Um, no, you're you're right. Difficult kicking a very wet ball. Your you know your standing foot isn't the most secure underneath you either. And uh, yeah, it's understandable why they wouldn't wouldn't uh, sail over the bar. Um, some of the scores commercials kicked were were impressive in fairness, given the conditions. But um, no, and 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 look, we spoke all the way through the championship that you know Paul and Luke Shanahan were uh, you know were were the two main scorers for for Upper Church. But in fairness to to, to, to commercials, you know James Kennedy and James Morris, uh, neither of them scored from play, and uh, you know they each got a free uh, one one score from freeze each. So you know if the two Shanahans are only contributing two points between them, then you you know the Upper Church kind of attack is very blunted. And uh, you know credit to commercials for uh, for a really strong job uh, in, 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 in stopping the two boys from making what would you know, have become their usual contribution. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those players, commercials players, picking up maybe their sixth county title. Yeah, I think it was five we reckoned yesterday, but it was one or two kind of pointed out last night. Donald Lynch was also involved and uh, and Kevin Fahey uh, was also, I think, as a very young 17-year-old, may have been on the panel in 2012. So, you know, they would join the ones that, that sprung to mind in terms of Captain Jamie Peters, Seamus Kennedy, uh, Michael Quinlivan, Niall Kelly and... Um, uh, Jason Lonergan, mm. who who all all you know were were the ones ready to spread the mind, but uh, yeah, the first time ever in the history of the club there'd been, you know, it almost kind of was a ceiling that so many of the greats of commercials from you know the great John McNamara through Gene McGrath through you know Don Lucky, who only passed away a few weeks ago, uh, Mark O'Connell, some of the great Fanny Kelly, all the, the, the great Sean Cleary, the, the great names uh, had won five. And nobody had managed to get their hands on the six. Well, as we just said, you know, yeah. there's half, at least half a dozen uh, have rectified that now. And, uh, you know, they'll certainly, their, their age profile would indicate that they might be around for a few more yet. I mean, this is three out of the last four. And they'd one hand on the O'Dwyer Cup last year before Lockmore Castellani basically picked their pocket. So, I mean, my question really is, is there anything different about commercials this year compared to the last three county finals three, that preceded three. it? Three out of the last four, and those of a commercial's persuasion, probably it's, it's four out of the last six, and it was two last-minute goals that that denied them the opportunity. When you go back as far as uh, Sean Carey's goal in the semi-final in 2018, yes. um, it, it's it's hard to know. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you, you know, club teams have a cycle and uh, certainly commercials are in the ascendancy at the moment. Uh, and, you know, the traditional rivals, Spedert, obviously are, are, are down an intermediate level. My Rovers probably don't have the best team that they've had, you know, over the last 20 years. So it's really been, you know, a lot more, the, the, you know, the obvious candidates, if they're at full strength, they've proven to have the match and the measure of commercials. And in fairness, like over the last five or six years there's only ever been a kick of the ball between them so um, you know I, I, you know, as long as Lockmore are there and you know I think Upper Church will learn a lot 
from from this year's run. I think they probably realised they may have to get a greater spread of scorers if they can. Not easily found, but uh, they'll be there or thereabouts. And then you Brackens and Kishilin, who were two young teams, a lot of underage success, a lot of quality in their groups, but haven't really kind of you know troubled troubled the, the silverware at senior yeah. level just yet. You know, but um, yeah, they'll they'll be there. But I mean, obviously, you know, commercials will start next year. Favourites for the championship as they've pretty much done, I'd say, for the last ten years. Yeah, no, that's fair, and it's it's obviously built on the back of some phenomenal underage success going back to when Michael and Seamus were minors and even before that yeah. kind of winning under 14s and whatnot. They were, yeah. No, they were. And, uh, you know, obviously the, the famous minor win in 2011, there was, you know, seven commercials men tugged out that day, uh, you know, which which was is, was really the, uh, you know, the basis of the current senior team, to be honest, which uh, uh, won four, five, was it five minors in a row and four under 21s in a row from about 2010 through to 2015-16. And, like, pretty much you could go back and trace all of the current team, well, all of the mainstays of the current team um, back to that era. And, uh, as I said, that's just a, a golden generation that came along. They won't last forever, but um, like, like Sir James Morris, I thought in his first game yesterday was ex- was very good. Uh, Kyle Dealey uh, and, and Ty Condon, you know, obviously they're all under 20, 21 years of age, uh, had strong performances yesterday in their first county final. So, uh, you know, yeah, it does does look like they'll be around, but I'm sure there are other clubs already planning to how, how to take commercials down over the next year or so, probably starting in, in as, as normal in Lockmore Castellini. Yeah, and, you know, we spend a lot of time on this show talking about dual clubs and talking about Upper Church and, and competing on both fronts at senior level this year and ditto Lockmore Castellini in this year and previous years. But it's worth remembering, James Morris was playing for St Mary's right up to a Premier Intermediate semi-final. Ditto Peter McGarry, ditto James Kendy, Jason Lonergan. I mean, I can list them all, you know. So you're achieving a lot with players who are out every single Sunday. Yeah, no, exactly. It kind of does get forgotten because obviously, it does, you yeah. know, two names, two different clubs, two different management. It's probably the opposite of what Upper Church and, well, Upper Church, I think, have different managers, but same selectors. And obviously, Lockmore always have the same management team, hurling and football. Uh, but, it, you know, it's, it, it is a bigger challenge when it's two different clubs each of them kind of pulling you know wanting to pull in their own own way and uh, yeah no it's, it's it's great credit and in fairness to the players it's they came up with the, the kind of way it works in that uh, every second week so every second week you'll have a hurling match or a football match but what they do is they go in a half an hour early to the if it's hurling if they're playing hurling at the weekend they'll have hurling they go hurling training that week but they get a half an hour football if they start the training and then the opposite the next week they, they come in and get a, get a you know get a little bit of hurling done just, just so that they, the they don't training. go what 14 days without picking up a hurley or kicking a exactly. football yeah 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 and in fairness that you know that's um that that arrangement uh, came from the players themselves. They insisted on it. Management in both clubs, I think, rode with it. And uh, you know, the, probably it, it's something innovative like that works for works for them, given that there is two different clubs. Mm, and uh, yeah, absolutely. you know, it's uh, credit to them, as you said. Uh, I think you have the Kerry champions next, isn't it? No, no. Uh, way to the Cork champions. So oh, it'll be I'm the winners sorry. of St Finbars and Emo Rangers. St Finbars going for a double, yeah. Yeah, in Parky Cueve uh, on Saturday the 12th of November at 7 o'clock. Saturday the 12th of November. I'm scribbling furiously as you tell me. And in Parky Cueve, just incidentally, uh, you know, we'll talk about the Munster Championship in a minute, but I believe that Kerry are down to their final, but they have two divisional teams in it, so that goes back to their club champions. Putting you on the yeah, spot, do you know I, who their club champions are? Yeah, no, the final is next Sunday. Uh, Ronan, Karen Zorati, uh, which is David Moran's team yeah. against Temple No. Which would the be Splans. Uh, the Splans. Yeah. yeah. So that's Adrian, the club final. Yeah. Yeah. Tiger Morley. Morley yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, they're in the club final next Sunday. And the winners of that then will represent Kerry uh, in the Munster, Munster Championship. Championship, club championship. I mean, the dust will settle on this. Players will enjoy it over the last 24 hours and maybe even for another 24 hours. But thoughts will start to turn around to a monster tilt. Um, they know they've played Nemo before. If it is Nemo, they haven't played Finbars perhaps in, in recent me- memory. Um, so, you know, I mean, yeah, 1990, I think we played Finbars um, in. 
talker in their home pitch and beat them in the semi-final. Uh, went on to play Dr. Crokes in a, in a Munster Club final that year, uh, which a game itself went to a replay. I think this is the last one I can remember if it's the Bears. Bears obviously are defending Munster champions yeah. um, and we're probably talking to some Cork work colleagues. Uh, a feeling I think is, is that they're probably slight favourites over Nemo uh, going into the match and certainly, you know, the, the chance of I think there's four or five of them winning the Cork senior hurling and football double uh, will certainly drive them on um, so yeah but look commercials get a chance to look at that match I think it's not been played until Sunday week so uh, you know they'll get a chance to kind of study the whoever it is and uh, you know then they'll have two weeks to prepare for the monster but you're right it's um, you know with, with the group that commercials have and you know I think they themselves I mean obviously famous day in 2015 but remember they played the final in 2019 and yeah, there was no championship in 2020 and obviously Lockmore were in Ennis last year. Um, so 2019 commercials got to the final uh, down in Dungarvan and never laid a glove on Nemo at all. Never turned up. Yeah. You know, you know, will, will admit myself, I was involved in the management side, like got it completely wrong on the sideline, said it, but the team just wasn't right. And uh, Nemo had a very comfortable uh, victory that day. So I'd imagine if if if, they, if, Nemo, if it's Nemo that do come through, versus won't lack for motivation to try and set that situation right. And, uh, yeah, if it's the Bears, well, you know, they're, they're obviously defending Munster champions. We'll be going for two in a row and um, we'll obviously have Ireland and football commitments week on week for at least four or five of them, uh, you know, over, over the over the next couple of weeks. But um, it's, a, it's a couple of weeks down the road. Commercials certainly have the talent to win another Munster title and uh, that certainly should be the ambition and, you know, they, not, not they, be shy about it. No, I think that's fair to say, but not only do they have the talent, Martin, they have the depth. Like that's a deep squad, and you know you talked about Milo Rovers earlier. I'd say Milo Rovers first fifteen are an excellent fifteen, but they just don't have the same depth that commercials can draw upon from the bench, and maybe that is what singles yeah, commercials out a little bit compared to their rivals. And yeah, I mean it's you know Conor Kennedy is one of the mainstays of the tip football team at the, over the last two years. Uh, and he he only started the game yesterday as a sub, came in at half time. Um, so that kind of uh, you know. Now, Peter McGarry's a good footballer as well, and he Peter McGarry is a, a top quality footballer, and uh, you know there, there there's there's others there as well. I mean, Alda Matassa slipped back into the group now, and you know you know even Ian Fahey is you know has is struggling with a bit of an a, an ankle injury, may, may not see action at all this year. Uh, yeah, no, there's there is there's a there's a lot of, there's a lot of depth there, um, and you know they know themselves that to try and annex a monster title, you're going to have to find you know you're going to need far more than just a front a first 15 mm. um, and uh, you, know, you know they can as I said they're, they're in a good position now because they can take you know this week kind of step back this week because as you said there's at least half of their kind of mainstays have been playing hurling football hurling football right up to yesterday and uh, they'll get a break and uh, and come back but I think it'll be remiss of us Ronan if we don't give Upper Church a, a Absolutely. strong mention as well because, I, I'm glad um, yeah and like just to just to read a text out to you somebody text in says firstly congratulations Congratulations to Clamwell Commercials on their senior football success yesterday. Also, congratulations to Upper Tramban on a successful year in both hurling and football. They're a super bunch of lads who have given their supporters great enjoyment this summer, stroke autumn, I'd say. It's hard to walk away without silverware, but they can hold their heads high from a very proud Upper Church Drumban supporter. And just before you come in on that, Martin, uh, Upper Church are in a Junior A hurling final, so there could be some silverware heading to Upper Church. Could be, could be some silverware, yeah. yeah. I'm sure Grange Walker or Bally Nail will have something to say about it, but exactly. uh, yeah, they're probably going in as, as favourites in that next next weekend, I think it is, isn't it? No, yeah, they were a credit. I mean, yesterday, like like we said, Commercials hit them with no, 1 8 to no score with five minutes to go and a half. It would have been so easy for Upper Church. The day is, you know, n- not a nice day, and, you know, it's just throwing the towel. They could have easily just said, "Oh, here, look, let's get out of here and 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 write it down." And they didn't. They, they they you know they had a strong finish to the first half, and in the second half they really fought. Like never threatened the scoreboard, but that didn't deter them. They kept fighting. They kept you know taking the ball off the versus players. They kept getting tackles in three, four, five men. Just never stopped. Just never stopped. And, and you know, and, and I I was really impressed with how they how their battling qualities and you know. When you have that in your group, you can look anybody in the eye and you know not not be phased by it. And I think they deserve enormous credit, as you said, for the year, but also for the heart that they showed and, and the togetherness that they showed yesterday. That they weren't going to just accept their what you know the fate that was pretty obvious. You know, twenty minutes into yesterday's game, and uh, you know that they're uh, they'll mm. they're 
you know, they're, they're, they were, as I said, a huge credit to themselves and, uh, you know, fair play to them. As you said, they've, been, they've been the team of the championship during everybody's lips and, uh, you know, they've had some great days along the way and I think they, they uh, their supporters and the players and their families uh, should cherish those memories and, uh, you know, use them to be the motivating factor to come back and uh, and, and try and go, go a bit better next year. Yeah, we'll talk intermediate football with uh, Tom in a, in a little while just in case people are wondering why I'm not mentioning Ballinas great success but I do want to mention commercials were in North Kerry yesterday as well playing the senior A senior senior was a senior B senior B um, semi-final I think that was, was it must have been a Munster semi-final because that's their second win on the road isn't it yeah, second week in two weeks, kind of gone under the radar, I think, a little bit. Obviously, the, the way it works in tip, just to give the listeners, is uh, there's eight eight teams in the in the ladies' football senior. And uh, after the group stages, two groups of four, after the group stages, top two into the semifinals and third and fourth place, then go into the senior B and you play semifinals and finals. So uh, commercials, be care, I think it was, be care in the semifinal and Templemore in the final. But last week then went down and played the Cork Senior B champions uh, for Moy and beat them in for Moy by the point. But Kerry seemed to have a different rule in that the team commercials played yesterday had lost the Kerry Senior A final two weeks ago uh, on penalties. Uh, they had five of the Kerry ladies panel who played in the All-Ireland final uh, this year against Mead. Um, Louise Galvin, I think, who has played, certainly played rugby for Ireland uh, with centre-back. Uh, it's the home club of him and Fitzmaurice and Paul Galvin. I think they might be related. Um, so a really strong team down there. They got missed about a bit. Matches meant to be one o'clock arrived down. The pitch that they were due to play on uh, you know, clearly wasn't playable. There wasn't any attempt to kind of, you know, address that earlier in the day. Uh, they, you know, another pitch was sourced, uh, and they had to, you know, up, up lift, lift camp and move there. But it didn't phase them. You know, it's slow enough start to concede a goal early. Uh, one stage were one two to no score down, two points down or four points down at half time, and uh, came out and had a rip roar in second half. Sarah Ryan with a, a stunning goal uh, from the penalty spot into the top corner, and. Um, yeah, they came away there with a two-point victory. So they're into the Munster final. Munster final, I think, is against either Ratcormack from Waterford or Kilmahill from Clare. Okay. So uh, they definitely haven't haven't gone to Cork and Kerry. Uh, I think I can remember David Powers' minor team in 2012 as defending All Ireland champions, managing that feat. They went to Kerry in the first round of Munster and went to Cork in the semi-final and won both times. Other than that, I have no memory of Tipperary football teams managing that feat of winning in Kerry and Cork in successive rounds of Munster. So, uh, huge congratulations to them. They're a great bunch. Uh, they were disappointed this year, actually, with the county. They were a little bit unfortunate in that um, when the first round fixture against Brian Burroughs was fixed, uh, they were just they, literally pretty much the whole team. It was the middle of July. It was way before the other group started. And uh, they were just all in holidays. They literally did not have a team and they had to concede a walkover. Yeah. And uh, then they played Feather to ultimately won, deservedly won the county. And once they lost the Feather to pretty much, the, they were then out of the championship with, you know, two, two, two defeats. So, uh, yeah, but look, they bounced back. They've been brilliant, uh, you know, in winning the senior B for the second year running. And uh, now they find themselves in a the Munster final. And, uh, you know, fairness to them, uh, great credit due to them, their management team. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them would have come from those Loretto teams that were contesting all our oh, final. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, um, so. uh, Brian White, manager. Brian White, yeah, uh, Brian the is the chairman of the ladies, cl- ladies part of the club, and right. that. So uh, yeah, that's kind of backbone and. The, the, the group and uh, yeah no it's just, uh, just before I let you go yeah it is great it's a great story and I just you know sometimes we talk about fixtures a lot we talk about fixtures on this show but in fairness to the ladies from Tom and Commercials I'm sure a lot of them and their families would have liked to have been in Thurles yesterday surely some accommodation could have been found and it's not just the girls who want to perhaps see their friends play in the men's one there's families involved here the Dealies the Quinn Livens want can't buy locate where they're going to be because the sons and daughters on the team as well and it's really really disappointing that some some Seven families kind of caught between both. Yeah, yeah and look, the same thing happened two weeks ago. They played, like, which was on our own patch, as in they played the semi final against Mine Overs in, uh, in Golden. And five miles up the road in Bancha, the girls were playing the county final at the same time, um, which, you know, it shouldn't, as you said, a little bit of kind of accommodation should, should have happened. I think yesterday's one, uh, you know, was, was unfortunate, but, you know, obviously you weren't going to get to Listol and back to Turles, you know, pretty much no matter what time you ever played the match. Not yesterday, not, so. not, not an obey the rules yeah, of the But road, I don't yeah. think the final is on for two weeks, so okay. they probably could have looked to play it next weekend, but look, yeah, as ever, it is what it is. Have to agree. Exactly. Yeah, listen, Martin, as always, many thanks for your time. We'll talk soon. 
Cheers, Ronan. Take, Take care. care. That's Martin Quinn living uh, with thoughts on the county senior football final. We'll do intermediate after this. Tip FM's Extra Time with Ronan Quirk. Soot stains, dampness on your walls, or a smell of smoke in upstairs bedrooms can only mean one thing. You may have damaged chimney flues. For a free call-out, video inspection of your chimney, and free estimate, call Chimney Repairs Munster, who have been relining and rebuilding chimneys for over 25 years. All work is guaranteed. Call 087-914-0225 or free phone 1-800-283-067. Visit ChimneyRepairsMunster.com. There's a huge Halloween bank holiday weekend of live entertainment at Clonacody House Feathers with Autumn Local Live on Saturday 29th, including Norma Manley, Mojo Blues Band and the Wigwam Glam Band. On Sunday, October 30th, it's Fancy Dress Party Time with international tribute show ABBA Est Live. Plus DJ and disco, full bar and food each night. Tickets from 20 euro available at tickets.ie. All at the big top marquee, Clonacody House in Feathers. You could win an Apple iPad at Thurless Credit Union when you avail of a student or education loan for college, training or back to education before October 31st. Thurless Credit Union, serving the community for over 60 years. For full details, call 0504-91700 or visit thurlesscu.ie. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. Thurless Credit Union is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month with the Talbot Hotel Clonmel. Formerly Clonmel Park Hotel. Multi-award winning wedding specialists with state-of-the-art leisure facilities and spa with food served daily. The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month. Get your nominations in now. You're welcome back. Uh, the intermediate final obviously took place as well in Semple Stadium. It finished Ballina 113, Mullinahone 14. That's successive promotions in successive years for Ballina. They were junior club two years ago. They're going to play in senior football next year. Stephen O'Brien, Tipperary midfielder, legendary footballer for Tip, uh, All-Ireland minor winner in 2011, if you go back that far, uh, playing midfield. He spoke to Stephen Gleeson at the full-time whistle. Happy man. That ain't going to play for me. Let's see if we can get Stephen to talk to us. Jeez, um, I don't know. It's 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 hard to put into words, really. Um, maybe relief might be something. Um, look, I have total belief in the group. I knew there was such talented footballers in Ballina. We just need to put the structures in place. Thank God we did. And we're able to show people um, here today that football can be played um, up this side of Turles. So um, I'm just delighted for the lads because they put in serious effort during the last three years in particular. And um, every man to, to a man has been superb throughout the year. So I'm just, it's relief, it's delight. It's, it's just, it's hard to put into words, to be honest, Stephen. Uh, when the final whistle went there, there was huge elation. But uh, like the, the hours and the effort that goes in behind the scenes to get there is really the thing. Like I mean, there's loads of people to thank. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to even know where to start. I suppose, um, especially, I'd like to, to thank our own club for putting the structures in place and back in football. Um, obviously, up north is predominantly hurling, but uh, we knew we had the footballers, and um, we were just delighted that um, the club were able to back us and support us. Then to the players themselves, like it's very easy to kind of say, no, I'll just play play hurling and I'll join the football when it when it's over. But no, every man we we trained both throughout the year, and um, that's what stood to us here today. So is the commitment from the players, the club, management, ev- everyone that's been involved has been just top class. And great for like your whole community up there as well to be playing at senior level and to have a monster campaign to look forward. Absolutely, like it, it, the the goal we set out was to become a senior club. So that's box ticked there now, um, so it's brilliant. But like, it doesn't matter whether it's hurling or football we play. We, we, we all want days like this. The last time I played with Bellina here in um, Semple Stadium was back in 2013 when we won the county intermediate. That's a, a long nine years since we've been back, been able to tag out in the stadium. So we just look forward to kind of maybe more days like this, whether it's hurling or football. Yeah, the match itself, Mullinahone stayed with you a good bit. They got that goal and that kept them in the game. But uh, the last 10 minutes, you really pulled away. Yeah, we did. Um, I suppose Mullahone, credit to them, they're, they're, they're a fantastic team. We, we knew we were going to be up against it today. We got off the blocks early, got, got a good start. They came at us then as, as we expected. The only thing that we knew we had in our armory is we'd lads come in off the bench. You look at, we brought in, say, Harry Byrne, David Kelly, 
Cahill O'Donnell and then to bring in the likes of Teddy Doyle is just something special Teddy has had his own um, battles there now in the last couple of weeks injury wise and stuff like that so I suppose just even seeing Teddy getting back on the pitch gave us all a big lift but we, we, like, we could have brought on another five as well we, had, we have the numbers and it's just brilliant to, to know that we have that coming into the last 10 minutes to kick on again Hurling football dual buzz works well in Bellingham it does, it does. It's, um, I've, I've played dual for long enough. I, I, I believe in the whole ethos of it. Um, I suppose the football and the hurling, they, they give each other a break, they complement each other. Um, like this year, we ended up facing relegation in the hurling. We were in a tough spot, but the week before relegation, we had, we had a football match that we beat Kelty Rovers in. That gave us some belief going into the relegation game against Carrick Swan because it's predominantly the same players who are playing both. Nothing beats winning, so winning breeds winning and that, that helped us in, in that game as well. That's Stephen O'Brien uh, speaking to Stephen Gleeson at the full-time whistle in Turles. Yes, I Tom McGrath's on the line. Good evening to you, Tom. Hello, Ronan. Wasn't that just one of the most fantastic interviews we've had in this show for a long time? He spoke about structures, he talked about the club backing football, he talked about player buy-in, he talked about football and hurling complementing each other and this is from North North Tipperary it's fantastic well Stephen or Ron there's, no, there's nothing nothing uh, fantastic about telling the truth like just avoid, avoid the cliches just say it as it is and Stephen absolutely nailed it there like because you know he's, he's one of those guys says as it is honest, honest as they come and you know shows in his play and shows in his talk they're like yeah fantastic description of just the way the thing is like it's not rocket science just but he's given the he's given the blueprint he's yeah. you know but it's not a blueprint that's a secret because everybody should be doing what, what Ballina have done successive promotions uh, player buy-in and he talked there as well about players not just sort of sticking with Hurland and then said Ashwell join the footballers when the Hurland's done like they didn't have that situation in Ballina which is a situation that does happen with teams that perhaps focus most on their Hurling team yeah, well, I suppose it's it's changed it's changing that bit, all right. And you know, the the success of Ballinay like helps to you know strengthen the, the the mindset that this thing is not it's not um, I'll say it locally it's not a lot more Castellani thing. It's a it's a it's a it's a worldwide thing that people that's comfortable with one with one sport can be equally comfortable with the other. That they can they can diversify and do all these things. But you just need structures. You need a bit of buy-in, and it's not it's not rocket science. But like to just to describe it and describe it so, you know, I think very straightforward there the way the way Stephen did it. Like and just that's the example, and it's a living example, and it's living proof that you know they've just done it now. Like and he explained very sensibly and eloquently here just how they did it and. The record speaks for itself, like. Yeah, it's 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 a great story. Just talk about the game yeah. itself. Mullinahone, I thought they'd be more competitive, but maybe tribute to Balna. You know, sometimes when when teams win matches, we spend more time talking about the team that lost than the team that won. Such is the nature of what constitutes a sports story. But credit Balna on this one. Yeah, I suppose like you know the two football finals were a little bit unique yesterday. Both both the four finalists came out they came out the, the senior finalists and the intermediate finalists they came out of the same group they had met each other earlier in the in the competition and um, when the senior result went the way of the group match um, Mullahone had won the group match against Ballet quite comfortably now Stephen, Stephen O'Brien wasn't playing in that match but they, they, had, they had Teddy Dial for all of that match whereas they only had him for part of yesterday but um, yeah I was to the game I kind of looked forward to it because I saw it as being a you know a battle and thankfully the big difference was yesterday for the intermediate match they were blessed with decent weather and yes they were like they got they got to play it in, in good weather and you know they showed all the skills I mean some of the the, the point kicking by Ballinair was phenomenal like but Mulnohan and Stephen Nelson there Mulnohan didn't go away like they stayed plugging stayed plugging and you know just my notes, there was a 17-minute spell in the second half. There was no score from the 8th to the 25th minute. And the deficit, there was a kick of a ball between the teams for 17 minutes. And, you know, an awful lot happens in a football pitch in 17 minutes, like, and there was all sorts of drama, like, and there was, like, there was... Did like, Mullinahone have a day where just things weren't going over the bar for them? Um, I thought I thought myself that Mullinahone weren't direct enough. I was disappointed with with Mullinahone performance. I was expecting more from him because, you know, their their, their football and skills they'd have been playing a little bit more. I thought maybe a little bit more direct, but then um, Belnav used to play to brought the experienced guy Tom Lee back. He came back and played as a, he played as the sweeper more or less in the second half, and uh, yeah, experienced Sean like, and then you had Teddy Dial to, to 
to bring in like that he had been out of commission there between injury and illness there for a number of weeks and it was great to see him back and Stephen dealt with that as well like that he, that was a that was a boost to everybody in Balnea they knew that they knew that Teddy had been unwell but it was great for him that he got in but more importantly he got in and he contributed and contributed immensely he probably in for 20 minutes there and was up and down the field and carried the ball and you know showed, showed no ill effects at all like and just that's that was the that was one of the good stories of yesterday as well. Like, yeah, no doubt about it. It's it's a great story. Congratulations, Balna. I suppose you know they have won intermediate before, gone up to senior, didn't stay long enough by what they would have liked. That's a challenge for them now. But on the hallmarks of what we saw yesterday, they're every bit good enough to compete at senior level. And bear in mind, Upper Church were an intermediate football team not so long ago as well. Look where they ended up this year. Yeah, well, true. Like, yeah, that they 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 worked hard on it, but. Um, Bell Nair was like a little bit get gets lost in the fact that they they won the they won the journal last year, yeah. That's that's no and they got to they got to a most top final. But it must be remembered that they they, they had the assistance of a number of Kilavanga players last year. But they went up a grade this year and they were on their own this year. And I think that that makes even more of the of their achievement this year. That they they, they went up and were stripped of a number of players but they, they managed it. But then they won an under nineteen A football final last year too, big commercials in a in a in a very good final. So yes. I mean there was a, a number of those lads playing, probably four or five of those lads playing yesterday and that's you know, that breeds confidence too. They just didn't win a county final. They they beat the creme de la creme in the in the, in the under nineteen final last year, the beat commercials and that that brings his own conference and like now yesterday they won they won a county final and they beat Mullinahone like would be one of the standard bearers of, of, of football Correct. back along as ah, well yeah, like, so Mullinahone that, were in important. an intermediate Munster final I think a couple of years ago as well you know so well yeah it's, it's more than a couple but they were, they were in one like and I mean, they, you know they're, they're traditional game I suppose really like, but it a little bit more directness I thought might have yielded dividends because they had they had very few wides they, they only scored um they had seven wides for finish, but they, some of them were chances to win for for finish. But the the, the indictments where they be indicted really is they they got no they only got the goal from play. Four points four points came from a freeze and a forty five from Ian Ryan, and the goal was like it must be remembered too that uh, Balne were were short their goalkeeper yesterday. He was playing with he was a Treaty United in the FA FAI Cup semi final up in Derry. Yes, so they had a standing goalkeeper who performed heroics. Terry okay. O'Brien yeah. did did very well. And uh, right, okay, he did. He did a little bit of a bloomer for for the um, for for the the Mullinahone goal. But credit that when he came out, he tried to take on a couple of fellas, lost possession, committed a foul, but quick as a light, um, Mullinahone took the quick free and had the ball in the net before he knew. But he more than made up for it after with a couple of super stops, and the backs had a couple of great stops as well. So plus goal, not excitement, end to end stuff, and you know it took the goal like the last minute goal. The 33rd minute when um, when Balna got the goal to put clear daylight, but I suppose Stephen O'Brien had a point from playing the 25th minute that spell that I mentioned already that put him four points in front, and it was nearly it was worth nearly playing the admission price to to, to see that the, 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 the point kicking that of Balna's was 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 Top super class. like yeah, Top class. Yeah. Quick word on the Tom Cusick Cup. Uh, Rockwell Rovers like this competition. Yeah, like and I tell you, it's, it's something that the fact that they want a bit like the Talchin Cup at, at inter-county level. I don't think uh, people on Rockwell will be will be new in will be complaining about the Tom Cusick Cup. They have uh, they have something to show for their 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 efforts this year, and their efforts I think must be commended as well. Like you know, operating from you know small enough resources there, but fine fine set up out, out in new in, and now they have a, they have a team to go with it as well. Like so, they'll. They, they they went about their business and won quite fairly handily from Kilnall probably gone back a bit from where they were a couple of years ago not too long ago since Kilnall were in the, in the senior final but they, they've kept their senior status at least yeah. anyway so yeah. that's where that's where we are now like so uh, yeah absolutely Thurla Sarsfields and Sean Tracy's will contest the junior A football final the Tracy's Clarehan match went to penalties after extra time I think Franny Kelly's over Clarehan this year is he? I'm not sure who I think who he is yeah so he, like, got him, he got him fit anyway yeah, yeah, and Father Father Peter Brendan's down there as well. Like so, they'd they'd be renewing they'd be renewing rivalries from. Nice to have them on the on the same team. Take it down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> but then, you know, if, at the start of the year, if you said that Tracy and Sarsis would be playing in some final, you'd say yeah, it should, probably would be the 
maybe the intermediate or, so, or, or, or something like that. But no, they're 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 looking forward to a county final. They won't be complaining. And the Jonah B is down to well, there's five teams left in the Jonah B at this stage. Killer One fielded in football the weekend and won fairly handily against against Mullahorn. Yeah, like that would that would be expected as well. And Borland, Borland, and Grace Buckler and Grace Buckler, Belly Neil and Shannon Rovers play on Wednesday night to complete the complete the lineup for that. Like, Shannon so. Rovers were busy with inter with relegation, intermediate hurling relegation, and they defeated Ballinahinch one seventeen. Uh, to 14 points and uh, the other interesting match that I want to touch on very quickly under 19A semi-final Holy Cross Ballycal 223 Knockerville to Ski Kickham's 115 that's Holy Cross going well they've won the county under 17 now they're in the final of the under 19 yeah, like I think Holy Cross have a have a have a, 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 Serious a very good, yeah. very very good group of of, of young fellas there from fifteen to nineteen, maybe fifteen to eighteen. I think there's very few of the under nineteen team totally up to the age. Like so, um, wasn't it was in the under nineteen that there was a terrific West final that took maybe nearly three hours to finish between extra time and all sorts. Of, they had a replay, they had a draw, extra time. A replay, I think, extra time again before um, eventually before, before it was decided. So that that probably took a bit out of the Nakavilla players, all right. Like, but they'll they'll be pleased enough that they're 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 com- they're competing and competing fairly well and have a West final to show for their efforts as well. Like, no doubt, Tom. I got to fly. Talk to you soon. Okay, Roland. Take care. That's Tom McGrath. Look at the times quarter to eight. I'll do camogie after this break. Tip FM's extra time with Ronan Quirk. Presentation Secondary School Thurlis presents Matilda the Musical Thursday, October 20th to Saturday the 22nd at the Premier Hall Thurlis nightly at 7.30pm with Saturday matinee at 2.30pm adults 15 euro, concessions 10 euro a wonderful musical for all the family box office now open on 87 2739 Are you worried about something? Are you overthinking and feeling stressed? As the old saying goes, a problem shared is a problem halved. So take the time to talk. Seesaw Listening Services, 24 William Street, Clonmel, offer a free, professional, non-judgmental listening service and provide support and assistance to people who have been bereaved or in any way impacted by suicide. For opening times and more information, take the first step, call Seesaw on 052 6172 That's 052 6172 Take time to talk. We've all become caregivers this past year in one way or another. And you might have decided there's a career in this for me. Whether you're already a professional caregiver or thinking about trying something new, Consider a career with Home Instead Tipperary. We'll train you the Home Instead way and support you in your new job. Call us on 0504 91100 or email tipperary at homeinstead.ie. Home Instead, to us it's personal. Tip FM's Extra Time with Ronan Quirk. You're welcome back to Extra Time. Oh, a three three double one double three double one. Geraldine Canan, good evening to you. Good evening, Ronan. Sorry, I have you hanging on there for ages. Junior finals, and you're a great woman for finding great stories. Mother and daughters complained for Clonelty, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Actually, Ashley Neely was the captain there of Clonelty Ross Mortine that won the junior B two final, and I actually didn't realise her daughter had come on as sub. I was grabbing Ashley for an interview after the match, and you know she was absolutely thrilled and so proud that she won a county final with her daughter that she was telling me about and I, I pulled the daughter over then to, to join us. Um, so it was a lovely a lovely moment and I suppose uh, kind of what the Junior B2 competition is really all about. It's um, a lot of clubs, it's their second, te- second team and there's a mixture of youth and, and experience in it. So it's, yeah. it's a ideal competition for younger girls coming up out of you know, 16 and minor and and obviously maybe older players are finished with playing with the first team. So It's, it's a limited window win. when you can have mother and daughter on the same team, not wishing to curtail the mother's playing career in any way, shape or form. But uh, Yeah, so I, I believe Ashing hadn't played for a good few years and was back playing this year with Clonty and, and uh, she was captain of the side and, uh, you know, she actually played very well herself, gave a real captain's role and scored an important point there in the second half when Shannon Rovers were starting to come back at Clonty, but... Uh, Clonty deserve winners in the final score of 111 to 14. And in junior A? 
Yeah, Junior A, a one-sided affair here. Um, Money Gall, I suppose, they were hot favourites all year for this competition. And in fairness, they lived up to their favourites tag despite a nervy opening quarter. Um, Brian Bruce went ahead with a goal from a penalty from Casey, Casey Meehan. But I suppose it wasn't a sign of things to come once Money Gall settled. You know, they just had too much class uh, for Brian Bruce. You know, between Tipperary and Offaly players, they had a spread of county talents likes of Murray Tehan and Neve Larkin who played with Offaly and Edwina King. And then we had Mary Ryan, obviously, Tipsina Camogie player and Julie Kelly, a former Tipperary player. So, you know, Moneygall were just too strong for, for Brian Bruce and ran out comfortable winners in 4-12 to 1-1. And it was great for Moneygall, who were, who were beaten in last year's final, um, to come back and win it this year. And it's a long time since they they tasted a, a county success at adult level. Uh, so they were absolutely thrilled, obviously, after the match. And it was played in absolutely horrendous conditions, as we all know, on Sunday. And, you know, the rain that fell was, you know, was unbelievable. Yeah, it was like, biblical, all right. There's no two ways yeah, about it. Yeah, it's credit to both Absolutely. Any, any, anyone who played a match on Sunday, fair play. Just, uh, your, is senior finals next weekend? Or? Yeah, so senior final next Saturday, Drummond Inch, Clone to Ross Moore, uh, renewing a rivalry there. It'll be the third county final between them. And, oh, I think it's going to be the closest one yet. And, uh, you know, Clone looked to be stronger than ever this year. And a drummer going for, for a four in a row and to push on maybe in a Munster Championship so it's going to be an absolute cracker it's, it's happening next Saturday at three o'clock in the County Camogie Grounds in the Rag and hoping for a big attendance and you know neutrals and everyone to come to along to it because I suppose it, you know it's our flagship competition there in Tipperary and it's, it's, it's expected to be a really good game and lots of stars on show there from both sides I look forward to hearing all about it next Monday night Ger. thanks indeed Thanks a million. Take care, Lester Lincoln Ann with Camogie News. Uh, lots more still to come on Extra Time. We've rugby next. Peter Silk's on the line. Hi, Peter. Hey, good morning. How are you? I spoke about the Tipperary Derby last weekend. I suppose Nina were the form team going into it with two wins from two. Cashel had dropped points against Navin, but by gosh, you've re-established your promotion push, haven't you? We have really uh, a very good uh, a very good win on Friday night. We were a little bit apprehensive going up there, obviously. Uh, with the uh, start that Nina had to their uh, season. Um, a very good start, and obviously beating Gary Owen in the Senior Cup was a huge um, a huge win for them. But uh, they really threw the kitchen sink at us in the first half, and it was a very, very tough game. Um, a brilliant game of rugby for Division 2A. It was ranked with any game, I'm quite sure, that was played over the weekend. And uh, really, Nina dominated for the first 20 minutes. And uh, it took us 20 minutes to get into their half. They were leading 7-0 and uh, we got a penalty to make it 7-3. Uh, and then we kind of uh, got into the game and we got a try to make it 7-8. Uh, we were 7-8 ahead uh, and they got a penalty just before halftime. So they were 10-8 ahead at halftime. But Cashel really up there at the ante in the second half. We got four tries. Brendan Ryan got two. <clears throat> James Ryan got one. And uh, Carmel O'Donnell got a try. But the pack really, really dug in in the second half. And uh, I think maybe we were just that little bit bitter at the end of the game. But it, it was a tremendous game, you know. Yeah, and I think really, I was following us on Twitter. Really, really good game of rugby played up there. You know as well as I do, Peter. You don't need me to tell you. It's not an easy place to go and win. It's a tough place to oh, go. Is, and yeah. There's never more than a, a, a score, score between us any time, here or there. But uh, we were very pleased with the win. Uh, first of all, to win was a great achievement. But to get the bonus point... Uh, really, you know, uh, put the icing on the cake for us. But, um, you know, but Nina must take credit. You can't have a good game with one team. No, no, that's two true. Teams. Well, I think and Nina they, will, they will, will will take scalps as that Division 2A continues over the course of the next couple of weeks. I think you have a week off next week before resuming. We have, yeah. we, There's a free weekend. The, the, the game's come in blocks of three. And, uh, we Very have sensible. A free <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we're, we're out in the following weekend against Barn Hall. Another tough team, you know, there's never more than a score between us. But uh, I think Nina will be a, a top four team. I think Cash will have a good chance of being there as well. And obviously Queens will be favourites, I suppose, as they were last year. And really, they should have gone up last year if things were right. But I suppose the COVID uh, pandemic prepared to that. But, um, you know, I think Cash and Nina will be in the, in the mix. Very much so, and both would win a lot of games, I think, before the season is out. We look forward to that return fixture in Spafield. Peter, i got to fly. Thanks indeed for your time. Very good. Thank you, Ron. Thanks, Peter. That's Peter Silk, Cashel Rugby Club. Congratulations to them. Great game up in uh, Lissatunny over the weekend. Barry Ryan is on the line to talk local soccer. Barry, how are you? Ron, 
morning, Howard Hames. Very good. I want to start tonight by talking about two men at the senior end of the scale, two centre-halves, um, Paul Breen and is it Adam Leahy, Alan Leahy from Peakville? Yeah. I mean, two. are there two better centre-halves in Tipperary at the moment? No, and, and I mean, you're probably going back to, I suppose, when Chalky played and when Ramey Condon played, you know, what they're, you know, centre-halves at that level. At any, you know, they, those were the great centre-halves. But for Paul and Alan to be still doing it, um, and still doing it at the top end, like Paul Breen is doing it, you know, and up to FBI finals and semi-finals and so on the last couple of seasons. Alan Lahey, you know, in an FBI quarter-final last year, these guys just performing, you know, hitting 40 years of age. Yeah, and, but, like... Oh, breaking hearts still because you just can't get past them, you know. I mean, St. Michael's against Town last week, against Carmel Celtic this week, they grind out the wins. Uh, that sounds probably unfair to say grind out. They know how to win. They know how to win cup matches. And then Peak Villa in bad conditions up in Tower Field on Sunday. Get that penalty. Maybe for two years, maybe not, who knows. But they then hold on because they've got a quality centre half in Alain yeah, and that's exactly what it was. The weather destroyed the game. Um, you know, the game we were all open for and everything. It was torrential conditions. Um, and in fairness to both sides, and especially in fairness to Town, because I was wondering what way... Town have a way of playing this season. Do you really want to be expansive and play good football? But they absolutely played to the conditions and were sensible on Sunday, as were Peak Villa. Um, and it was a grind. Um, led by Alan Lahey at the back, Peak Villa were really, really organised, really disciplined. Town were really disciplined at the other end. But then it was, you know, in a game like that, it's going to be so tight. Who's going to blink first? And Cameltown give away another penalty. Uh, it's, a, it's a rash challenge. It's soft. Um, but I suppose you give the referee a decision to make. And, and I certainly wouldn't argue it wasn't a penalty. He didn't have a good view of it. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's probably soft, but it probably is a penalty. And it decides the game. Both sides defended, like, excellently in the conditions for the whole game. But it's going to hinge on one moment. Who blinks first? And unfortunately for Camel, they blink first. Uh, we're down to the last what there's one more round to go before it becomes into a national competition Wilderness Rovers are still there yeah Wilderness Rovers are still there uh, really good win at the weekend um, get a chance now to go out into the open draw all the teams in South Tip have avoided each other in the draw um, so it looks very favourable on paper look what games have ever won on paper but it would look like Wilderness St Michael's um, Peak Filler will all um, emerge into the into the last 64 of the draw and even uh, just we touched on Rose Green a couple of times over recent weeks yeah they're when, playing Clodagh in the next round yeah and they're absolutely fantastic they out to care who we've talked about so many times you just don't know what you're going to get but uh, excellent from Rose Green and looking at possibly going into the last 64 of Ireland yeah, it's, it's just such a great competition because like you get out of your division or you get out of your it's so hard because you have the likes of Town, Michaels, you know, they all can't come out. But then when you get out, you're into a last 64 and you could get drawn in North Donegal. Like, it's just a magnificent yeah. competition. Biggest knockout competition in Europe uh, of its format. And look, it's a, it's a wonderful competition. Rose Green get an opportunity now, possibly, if they can get through the next round, to go and, you know, fly the flag for Tipperary, like you said, in Donegal or Sligo or wherever. And, you know, it really keeps the season going for teams and it gives that little bit of buzz and excitement with the draw. Like, the draw came out this morning and everybody was waiting for it. And, you know, it really is that competition that really kind of captures, like the Heineken Cup in rugby, or, you know, it just captures the imagination. Yeah, so Cashelltown will take on St. Michael's. They had a good win against Rare Cross. Uh, it was at home for Cashel, so fair play to them. Um, you know, they'll fancy that like, they'll just go. It's a free swing for them. Yeah, look, it absolutely is. Good win in tough conditions. Calamara gets the goal. Um, yeah, it's not that, look, let's be honest, they wouldn't have wanted to draw St. Michael's, but yeah, there the season wasn't going to be defined by the FAA Junior Cup, so they will go and have a free swing at this. Um, and that's probably how they look at it. Listen, Peak Villa won, Clamell Town nil, Cashelltown won, Rare Cross nil, Clamell Celtic nil, St. Michael's won, uh, Free, well not, um, Ferrybank won, Villa, the holders nil. As Mirishwal said to me today, it's all about keeping clean sheets. Yeah, look, absolutely. Look, the weather probably contributed a little bit to some of those games in terms of how tight they were. But um, how many times have we seen one nil to St. Michael's? And I think the peak field management will take a lot of credit from that as well because they've always been a team that you attack, we attack, and the games have always been probably free-flowing. But they were very um, sensible in their approach on Sunday as well and set up really, really well. Um, and special mention to me, Al Quinnan, who was arguably the best player on the pitch, um, who kind of belittled the competition or the conditions and, and got the ball down a lot and, and was a constant threat and stuff but yeah you're right it's, it's those clean sheets um, in the big cup, cup competition so um, a lot of one nils this weekend yeah listen I've got to fly thanks indeed Barry 
Thanks, William Roy. Take care. That's all we've time for Eno Connor produced. We'll be back to you next week. Good night and good luck. Soot stains, dampness on your walls, or a smell of smoke in upstairs.